welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for being here. It is really lovely to be um, in the service and, um, you know, I joke about it, but I do love being in the, um, the back room with the kids. Um, God, yeah, maybe down here. God is so good and I just love the opportunity to be able to sow into their lives. Um, There was one boy that came last week for the first time, just walked in off the street with his grandma and um, just blessed me. Um, He made me so happy and he made me so sad. Um, You know, he couldn't really wasn't able to communicate much with me, but I just think, um, God, you're so, you're so good. And if I have the opportunity to sow into one of these children's lives, like, um, that is just priceless to me. Um, and, you know, the Lord just began to speak, speak to me, you know, if we can really grab hold of them when they're, when they're young and speak purpose into them, speak value and destiny, if they can find Jesus when they're young. Um, I believe that we set them up for um, a a great future and, you know, it may be rocky at times, but if they have that foundation, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty incredible. So for me, it's a great privilege to be out there, but... um, yeah, it's, it's good to be in, in here as well um, this afternoon. And, and I thought, just for a bit of fun and to keep all of you people um, entertained, I have got some kinetic sand for all of the kids, whether you're young or if you're old or if, you, if, or if, if we've got some... Um, kids that are young at heart, some adults I should say, that are young at heart, that find it hard to concentrate during the service. Are you one of, you know, like you need one of those, what are those things called? The fidget spinners or whatever. Today I have got kinetic sand. So um, Joshua, instead of um, like clicking that water bottle, which is so loud and annoying, you can play with this. So um, just if a couple of, Luke, maybe you can come and help me. Ethan, Amos, just grab those, hand some of those out. Put your hand up if you would like one of those. Yep, over there. There's only 20 or so. Yep, come and get one. Yes. I know some of you, yep, there you go. Make sure the actual kids get some. Okay, I have got one, two, three more, three more. Ruth didn't get one, three more. Okay, so you can, you can actually, I've got one more here. Okay, here we go. You can, listen up. Okay, this is supposed to help you to settle. Okay, <laughs> you can take it, you can, one extra, I'm, I'm just going to throw it, anyone? Oh, okay, okay, 
Well, it's a bit of a circus in here. So feel free to open that up. And you just go for it. The only rules are don't throw it and don't get it in your eyes. But otherwise, you can just go for it. You can just make whatever you want to make. And while you're making that, listen. While you're making that, listen to me. Listen to me as well. But see what you can create in this next 20 minutes. And um, yeah, we're just going to bring it back. I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into it. So God, I just thank you for your word and I just thank you for family today. I thank you for um, all of our mums, uh, the natural ones, the spiritual ones. I just thank you for them and for all, all that they do, all the, the things that we see and we don't see. And today, Lord, I just want to bless families. And Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this time amongst families. And Lord, we just want to bring you glory and would our homes and would our families be a place of your presence, a place, Jesus, where you dwell. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Um, you know, as we were worshipping, I just, I just thought how amazing would it be if our homes individually were places of worship? That if we all came together individually in our homes, and that was just something that we did, did regularly together as a family, how amazing would that be when we come corporately together? And I just began to see, as we do that individually as families, when we come together, that the, the sound that comes from this space, the congregation, is actually louder than the sound that comes from the stage. Um, so yeah, I just want to encourage you in your homes to be making that a place of worship. Guys, you can take that stuff out of the bag so the bag doesn't make noise. It's all right. It might be, it, that's okay. It might be a little bit messy, but that's good. I am good with that. So Proverbs 14, 4, where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of the ox. So those that don't know in Bible times or in, in you know, um, ancient times, the ox was used to plough the ground to do all the heavy lifting. It meant if you had lots of oxen and good oxen, you had a strong farm and therefore you had strong produce. But the thing is, right, um, along with it came a whole lot of mess. Along with it came, um, you know, all of the food that was in the trough and that came out of the trough, all the mud that they kind of just brought in every time, all the, you know, they would poo profusely. So we had these messy stables, but we also then had a fruit and a great harvest. And I just began, like, you know, you could have had the choice to have a clean stable, a comfortable, low-maintenance place and space. But then the, I suppose, the opportunity crossing the outcome of that is that you would also have a very quiet farm with not a lot of produce, not a lot of fruit and... <clears throat> I began to think about just just life and and family and um, 
and, and just began to realise, you know what, with, with no mess there, and some of these are pretty cliche and I'm sure um, some of you have heard them, but where there is no mess, there is no message. Where there is no problems, there is no progress. Where there is no test, there is no testimony. Where there is no mistakes, there is no mastery. And where there is no mess, there is no masterpiece. And, you know, so for all of the, the, the mums today, you would know when your kids are little, right, and they're learning to eat, whoo, it is not neat. It is not messy. And you could just continue to, to feed them and make sure the food goes in their mouth. But at some stage, they have to learn it for themselves. And that's a messy process. For all of you that have toilet trained or maybe you've recently got puppies in, in lockdown, you've learned, um, and maybe you, you didn't have children or your children are a bit grown, you learned, right, that that, that, that process of, of training your puppy or toilet training that puppy and training that puppy is not always just simple or contained. It can be a little bit messy. <coughs> And, you know, I just, um, uh, as, as, you know, we are a lot more understanding of that when we were, when we were young or when we are immature or when um, we've got it in the context of children. But I think as we grow and as we become adults, we kind of get this notion that, oh, suddenly we need to have it all together. And somehow we, you know, the mess is all gone and we should just have it all all together, but I think God is in the business and Jesus is committed to coming in to the messy places of our lives. And so the question I ask today, this afternoon, is what is the mess that is in your life at the moment? It may be a test it may be an uncomfortable place. It may be a situation with you or someone in your family, your extended family, at work, maybe in a friendship that the Lord is using right now. Because we're really good, right, at um, associating play this lovely mess. It's all good, babe. It's fine. Honestly, it's all good. <laughs> We're all good with associating messy play with kids, with actually learning. And, you know, I, um, when I was studying um, OT, one of the things that I, I, I suppose I, I grabbed hold of was this whole concept of the more that kids are exposed to different sensory things and opportunity to, um, I suppose, do things for themselves, that they're able to grow, they're able to create. And so as, as teachers and as parents, as we give opportunities for our children to, you know, it may be a bit mess messy, but the opportunity to ex explore things that in that space, it may be a bit messy, but they grow, they learn, um, creativity is expressed, all these things, the potential comes out of them. And, you know, even some of you freaked out when, you, when I said we've got kinetic sand today and it's okay to take it out. <laughs> it's okay to take it out of the bag. 
It's all right, yeah, but it's okay. I have actually bought, I th- bought three vacuums from home and I tested it out on my carpet. It doesn't stain us, so we can um, clean it up. But I wanted to, I suppose, yes, keep our, our kids somewhat entertained, um, but I suppose use it by way of illustration that sometimes we shut down things We choose to not go to the messy places of our lives, maybe be it a current situation, a relationship, or perhaps a past experience, because we just go, you know what, it's too messy. We get good at, oh, like I love walking into a clean house, that is just like so nice, (laughs) like really nice. But you know, we get get good at um, putting stuff in cupboards, or that spare room and closing the door. And I think for, for some of us, you know, young or old, wherever we're at, that we can do that as well with, you know, our lives, with our hearts. And the Lord is cause, calling us and the Holy Spirit will gently draw you to in times and places where he will gently say, hey, you know that thing that you've closed the door on? You know that thing that you've kept stuffing it into the, into the cupboard or, you know, you've tried to create this, um, you know, all together, it's all good, but you know that deep down there's some stuff that Holy Spirit wants to pinpoint, not to... Um, not to point you out and to humiliate you, not to um, so that you would live in a place of mess, but so that he would come and that he can bring healing to that space, so that he can speak into that space and bring you into freedom and bring you into wholeness. Um, as, as Matt and I and as, as a team, we, we've... Um, been doing this, well, some of our eldership are just about to start, but Matt and I have been doing this course and it's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And it just pinpoints some things that we're really good at just getting good at, just like overlooking things, coping. And I think in some cases, our our bodies just do that as a protective mechanism, hey, right? If there's, especially if there's been trauma and, and, and stuff like that. But this um, has been a wonderful tool for us to really start doing a bit of a, a deep dive. Because to tell you the truth, um, planting a church, uh, it's, it's a bit messy, and it would have been a whole lot easier to stay just in a, a, a great church. And what's even messier is to not do the, okay, we, we know this, we know we can just copy and paste, we can do this. But what is a whole lot messier is going to the Lord and asking Him and seeking Him. And in the process, He not only, as you walk out, gives you a vision of what this church community can be and look like, but first of all, He just like shines the spotlight on your own life. And for me, this probably last couple of years has just been this massive deep dive of the Lord kind of going, Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, you shut the door on that. 
or, you know, it seems really just nice and neat, but below the surface, um, I want to do a deeper work. And one of our team, she, she said to me, she's like, you know, this, I know this for my own life, but I know, and she was talking about herself, I know this for my own life and what God's doing, but it's doing for us as a community. And this, this is going to be messy for a little bit. Yeah. And so my encouragement today is as the Lord leads, because I do think, you know, especially for some of you, if you've got stuff that in the context of the past and stuff like that, that's really difficult. It's, it's important that Holy Spirit leads you to that place. But I want to encourage us as families, as individuals, as couples, would we be courageous enough, would we be brave enough to step for a season into those messy spaces, into those messy places, so that the Lord can come and heal. Where there's wounds, that he can actually not just, um, we can continue just to cope, but he can actually come to heal those wounds. And whilst, you know, as I said, the last couple of years has been a toil in some ways and it's been really messy and we've made lots of mistakes. It's all also been the greatest growing time, the greatest freeing time. I've never felt so free. I've never felt um, in some ways so, I suppose, satisfied. I've never asked so many questions. I've never asked so many questions to Jesus. I've never asked so many questions to the Lord, but He's so faithful. He's so faithful and he's, he's answered them. And I know Jesus more now than I knew him a couple of years ago. But it hasn't been without embracing some messiness. It's not been without allowing some painful things to be um, poked and prodded. And I, and I want to finish with this, but, you know, I started, I started with the verse in Proverbs 14.4 where there is um, no oxen, the trough is clean. And I can't help by thinking about Jesus. I can't help but think about God who sent Jesus, fully God, as man. He sent him as a babe, but he did not send him to be born in a mansion. He did not send him to be born in a manor. He sent him and allowed him to be born in a manger. Born in a manger. And we've made that all like really, oh, the manger, it's so lovely. But it was simply a trough. It was simply a dirty trough that animals ate out of. King Jesus, Messiah, fully God, who humbled himself and became fully man, would allow himself to be born in mess. And if you see the journey of Jesus, he was not afraid to go to the messy places. 
He was prepared to sit with the woman at the well. He was prepared to sit and have dinner with sinners. He was prepared to go where the religious people would not go. And not so that he would be like them and become like them, but that he may identify with them. And that he would go to the cross and atone for every sin. For every sin that a person has committed and has been committed against you. Jesus saw it and he placed himself there. And I want to finish with Hebrews 2, 9. I'm going to read for a bit. Hebrews chapter 2. Oops. your phone to kids to play with. Gets a bit messy. Can someone give me Hebrews <laughs> in the TPT version? Have you got that? Great. What am I doing? Thanks. 2, 9 to 18. But we are able to see Jesus, who was ranked lower than the angels for a little while, crowned with glory and honour because of His um, having suffered death in order that by the grace of God, He might experience death for the very, for every individual person. For it was an act worthy of God and fitting to the divine nature that He, for those whose sake and by whom all things have He made, in bringing many sons into glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect. should bring to maturity the human experience necessary to be perfected, equipped for the office as high priest through suffering. This wasn't the version, but that's okay. I'm going to keep going. For both he who sanctifies, making men holy, and for those who are sanctified, all have one Father. For this reason, he is not ashamed to call them brethren, brethren or brothers and sisters. For he says, he says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing hymns of praise to you. And again, he says, my trust and my assured reliance and confident hope shall be fixed in him. And yet again, here I am, I and the children whom God has given me. Since therefore children share in flesh and blood in the physical nature of human beings, He Himself in a similar manner partook of the same nature that by going through death He might bring to all 
and make of no effect him who had power of death, that is the devil, and also that he may deliver and completely set free all of who through the fear of death were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. Thanks, Dorica. Cool. I want to encourage you to, you know, go home and read that um, Hebrews 2 because, yeah, I didn't read it very eloquently. But Jesus was able to identify with where we're at right now, with everything that we've been through, for the places that were so messy that we in our memory can't even remember them. Jesus, He died for that. He sat in the messy places so that He would redeem us, so that He would restore us and so that He would set us free. So if we could just take a moment just to, you know, close our eyes as we close today. You know, when you... um, you know, receive Jesus into your heart and you uh, are saved. Some people think, oh, well, you know, it's all good now. I've made that decision. Or Jesus is just for me to walk with now into my future. But He's so, so wonderful. That every pain, every discouragement, every time that we've been devalued, Every experience that does not reflect heaven, He came and sat in the midst of. And then He went to the cross and bore that. Bore that. He identifies with your pain. He identifies with every place and space that you've ever stepped into. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing even right now. And I want to encourage you as we go away in these coming weeks and coming months, would you go to Jesus? And would you see Him? Would you invite Him into those places, into those spaces that you need healing or restoration? Thank you, Lord. You know, for some of you, that might mean getting help from a, you know, a mature friend or believer or even a counsellor or whatever. But it's worth it. It's worth the mess when you see the potential of what Jesus can do on the other side. So maybe we'll just finish with the song. you guys would just like to stand stand to your feet.
you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Okay, kids, you can stand too.
just the same. And so Lord, over every person today, whether they've, they, they've just met you or whether they've known you for years and years and years, Holy Spirit, would you come? And over these coming months and over these coming um, years, would you start to unpeel back those things that we need to lay down before you for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of freedom? Would we be prepared to embrace messiness so that we may be set free? name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. Let's give him praise. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Awesome. Very cool. You know, if you wanted um, prayer today, um, you know, I'd ask um, just some of our team, Dorica and a couple of others, if you'd like to you can just come to the front after the service um, and some of our team will stand with you in prayer here. Um, also, there is, after the service, we'll get rid of that screen um, and there just is that beautiful vase of flowers over there if you want to take um, photos. Think Beck or Tash or someone will help you out um, just with your own phone if you want to just get a snap with your family and... Yeah, it's it's really messy down here, but I want you to, I, I want to I want you to remember it that when the Lord starts to pinpoint stuff in your life and you're like, ooh, not quite sure if I can go there, this in about half an hour will all be cleaned up. I promise. <laughs> um, so yeah, I encourage you to do that and go there. But thank you, thank you for coming. Thanks for setting aside your afternoon to be here. I think this hospitality in the hall but um, otherwise bless you and we will see you next week